Hey, it's Mastin. Welcome to the Mastin Kid Podcast. If you want to take your first step uh, on your trauma-informed journey, come to claimyourpowerbook.com and get my book, Claim Your Power. There are uh, a bunch of awesome free bonuses with that, including a 40-day coaching journey with me that will get you started on your trauma-informed path. Claimyourpowerbook.com. Enjoy. It's awesome. I put my heart and soul into it. And if you want to really start your journey to do your trauma work, claimyourpowerbook.com is the place to go to get my book, claim your power, and to get a bunch of free bonuses, including free coaching with me for 40 days. Please enjoy today's episode. Hey there, it's Mastin. And today I have a very deep and um, touching topic that I want to talk to you about. It's a serious topic, actually, and something that might trigger you. And my hope is that it will also help you find solace, help you find some healing, help you find some peace. And if there's anyone that you know that's been through any type of abuse, maybe it will help them too. And maybe it'll help you have a conversation with them that you can't necessarily have, okay? So today what we're gonna talk about is how to heal from abuse. And I have my notes in front of me here because it's a detailed topic and I can't hold all this information in my head all at once. So I, I do have my notes here that I'll be reading and going through as well. So abuse is something that is a worldwide epidemic. It's pandemic. And because I'm a life interventionist, and what that means is I help people identify the root cause of what holds them back. And at my seminars, at my retreats, in our online programs, I have very deep conversations with people about very profound things in their life. And I've had my, my clientele is primarily female, probably 95% female. And I've had the privilege to bear witness to, you know, thousands of stories of abuse and to help my clients and help the people who come to me find a different perspective, to find meaning, and hopefully, if we do our job right here, to heal from the abuse that they've been through, whether it's physical abuse, sexual abuse, trauma, emotional abuse, you know, you name it. Um, we've, I've pretty much seen it all. I've heard stories from some of our clients that make, you know, Friday the 13th seem like a Disney film. So I have tremendous respect for this topic. I know that this topic is not something that's easy to talk about and it's certainly not something that, um, you know, I take lightly. So I want you to know that this topic and what I'm going to share with you today, I have these, these 10 lessons that I've learned in helping people heal from abuse that I think could be very helpful for you. And, you know, abuse can be the root cause of addiction. It can be the root cause of suicide. It can be the root cause of a lot of negative outcomes in our life. Um, bulimia, anorexia, addiction, um, you name it. Um, you know, and the thing about abuse is that it, it gets passed down generation to generation. So what this means is, you know, if someone's abusing someone, chances are they were abused by someone else and that person was abused by someone else. So it's this sort of genealogical thing that's passed down generation to generation. So it's not that someone's not guilty for having done the abuse to you, but a part of them is also in pain. A part of them was hurting. And so what that means is, is that it's not entirely their fault. There's nervous system programming, there's unconscious programming where this is all they know. And so there can be a lot of rage, a lot of anger, a lot of sadness when you think about someone who's hurt you, but you gotta understand that someone also hurt them. And so this has been passed down for a long period of time. And what's really fascinating is that, you know, doing the work that I do, I just wanted to help people. I didn't really set out to work with people who have experienced abuse um, in the beginning. And I remember the very first time I worked with someone, uh, one of my clients said that she had, had experienced some sexual abuse and I did not know what to do. And I said, look, I've never worked with this before. I don't, this is not really in my scope or purview of what I do. Um, I can try to help you, but this isn't really what I do. And she was in so much pain that she said, Mastin, you know what, whatever you got to do, just help me because I'm in so much pain. So I started talking to her and taking her through some of our normal coaching and intervention processes and practices. 
and an amazing thing happened. I would call it, I would literally use the word miracle and I don't use that word lightly. A miracle happened within six months of working with me. She found gratitude for the person who abused her and she found gratitude for her experience. Now, if you're fresh in this conversation of abuse, that might be too much to hear right now. So I'm not expecting you to be grateful right now, but what you can understand and maybe link into this idea is that at some point you can find relief beyond the pain that you're in. And the reason why this woman found gratitude for what she had been through is because she had some distance. She did a lot of healing work. So there's work involved in healing the, the, the trauma that you've been through. However, what she realized is that because she went through the abuse that she went through, that she had a very unique perspective and a very unique gift to help other women who have been through similar things, who didn't have the resources or the same blessings or the same opportunities that she had to heal from her abuse. And so all of a sudden she realized that even though we would never justify what happened to her and we would never say that it was okay and we would never want it to happen again for whatever reason, now that it's happened, she can help other women who have been through things and she has a level of empathy, she has a level of understanding and she has a level of experience that I will never have. And when she realized that she could make an impact through this new awareness with women who have not had this experience, then all of a sudden it brought a level of meaning to what was otherwise terrifying and meaningless. And when you can bring meaning to things that don't have meaning, that is how part of the process of how you heal. So when I saw this process happen, I was so astounded at this client and this woman's opportunity for herself and her resilience, her desire to heal, her desire to really do this work and to have those conversations. But I thought, wow, I think I can do more of this work. And so that was almost a decade ago. And I've worked with thousands of women between now and then. And I have these 10 takeaways about how to heal from abuse. So I want you to come to this, these 10 takeaways with an open mind. I want you to come to these 10 takeaways with a possibility this could happen and to not beat yourself up or feel shame if it's not quite something you can grasp onto just yet because that's okay. It takes time. It takes healing. It takes perspective to really get to the other side of hurtful moments. And the opportunity here is my hope is that if you're just in the beginning, that this can help be a light on your pathway to help you know what's possible. And on top of that, if you're at a place where you're ready to really get beyond the abuse, this could help get you there faster. So the first thing you have to understand is that when you work on a topic like this, you've got to have a mentor. It's very difficult and almost, I would say, impossible to do it alone. You have to have a guiding force, a guiding light, someone who can look at your blind spots and help you identify them. It's really important to have a mentor. The next thing is that you can't heal your past until you feel the past. So what this means is there are tremendous, tremendously painful things that we've been through in the past that we spend a lifetime running from. And what's amazing is that when you have the courage to just confront them and see them for what they really are, then they don't have any power over you. And those emotions take 90 seconds to feel. And when you let it pass, emotions take 90 seconds to feel. And tremendous emotions like significant overwhelm, anger, rage, and sadness take 15 minutes to pass. So you could spend a decade or more running from 15 minutes of emotion that you've been scared to feel. The other idea is that it's really counterproductive to tell somebody who's at the beginning of a trauma process to just get over it. That's not how it works. There is significant pain. There's significant trauma there. And what has to happen is if you tell someone who's been through trauma, it's false evidence appearing real. And that's what fear is. You are doing them a disservice. Ultimately, fear is an illusion. But when someone's in acute pain, acute trauma, 
that advice does not help them. That advice does not serve them. And it's not good advice to share because you want to validate their pain. They need to be seen. They need to be heard. They need to be recognized right where they are. And it's also important to understand that in the abuse process, there's no arrival point where like now you're perfect and now you're fixed. It's a process that you're going to work with. This is your work now. This is not some arrival point where you have it perfectly figured out. It's an ebb and a flow. There's uh, you know moments of clarity and gratitude and there's moments of sadness and depression. And the idea is to flow with that and understand that as you apply what I'm teaching you here, that the highs get higher and the lows get higher too. Also, what's important is that when you've been through that abuse, it's important to see what happened in the past with new eyes because the brain does something really interesting. It deletes, it generalizes, and it distorts. So what this means is you have turned something of the past that was abusive into something that was bigger than it really was, more important than it really was, and the person who did it to you has way more power than they really have. If you actually go back and look at what happened, you'll see that the person who hurt you, the person who caused this pain wasn't some big, gigantic, powerful monster, but they were actually a scared, hurt child in an adult body, most likely. And when you understand that they aren't all powerful and all evil, but they're really just in pain and they're hurting and they were abused too, it takes the power out of that memory. And all of a sudden, on some level, you can have compassion and empathy for the person who hurt you versus just rage and blame. So this takes some time to get sort of onto this idea of how to look at these people, not from the perspective of you know, the abuser with all this power, but as like these hurt, traumatized children, adults body. But the thing is, you got to see it from a different perspective because there are moments from the past that you deleted, you distorted and you generalized so that you could cope to get through the pain. And I honor that. However, you don't remember the full picture. Okay. And the other thing is it's important to understand that the person who hurt you, that wound on the opportunity here is there's going to be an opportunity for empathy. Right? I'm not asking you to agree with what happened to you. I'm not asking you to endorse it. But when you can understand that the person who hurt you is also in pain, then all of a sudden it, you can start to take your power back because they aren't all powerful. Very, very important. The fifth, the sixth thing is this, is that you really want to be open that to seeing the pain of this person who hurt you as the doorway to forgiveness. And people think that forgiveness is something that justifies what happens to them. Like, oh, well, if I forgive that person, then what they did to me is okay. So forgiveness doesn't justify what happened to you. Forgiveness isn't something that is, you know, um, lets them off the hook. Forgiveness is like cutting a cord to your past and sets you free. It's actually tremendously selfish to forgive because when you forgive someone, you understand they did the best they could from their perspective, as messed up and fucked up as it was, then what you get to understand is that all of a sudden you're free from that because you can forgive them for what they did while never justifying it. Forgiveness is not about changing the past. Forgiveness is changing how you relate to the past. And when you relate to the past in a different way, well, then all of a sudden your future is bright and beautiful. The next step is after you understand this, you have to become willing to forgive. So it's not that you have to forgive them just now, but just become willing. Like I'm willing to get free. I'm willing to forgive. I'm willing to cut the cords with my past because I want my future to be bright. I want my future to be amazing. I don't want the people who hurt me in the past to continue to hurt me now and to ruin my future. And then the idea is this, after you become willing to forgive, there's a really big aha moment, which is this. It's important to understand that when you forgive somebody, you take your power back. So if you're hurt, if you're stuck, if you're not moving forward because you were hurt in the past, the person who hurt you is still winning. So the best revenge is forgiveness. The best revenge is cutting the cord, setting yourself free. That is the best revenge. And this is the biggest aha. This is the aha that my client who found gratitude realized. She said, oh my God, if I don't forgive this person, they still control me. 
And you don't want the people who hurt you to control you, do you? I don't think so. So the only way to get free is forgiveness, is to accept what happened. We're not justifying it, we're not making it right, but it begins to cut the cord and the benefit is your freedom, the benefit is your happiness, the benefit is living your purpose, the benefit is serving other people as well. It's is massive, okay? And then what you have to understand is revenge, in this case, is success. So when you forgive, that is the best revenge. When you forgive and you step into your successful, a new successful life, that is the best revenge in the people that hurt you. So revenge is not hurting them. Revenge is not getting back at them. Revenge, in this case, is becoming more of yourself and be- becoming successful in spite of what happened to you. The truth is, what happened to you is not what makes you significant. What makes you significant is how you respond to the past. What makes you significant is how you decide to deal with the pain of the past. Everyone on some level has been traumatized. And the people who have been through the worst in the world know that when they forgive, when they cut that cord, it's a game changer. And what's so incredible about this is that success can be your best revenge. Not getting back at them and not causing more pain. And then finally, the 10th step, and remember, this is the 10th step, not the first step. The 10th step is you realize that Even when there's pain, there's a gift in the pain. There is always a rainbow in the thunderstorm. There's always a silver lining. So if you can find the gift in your pain, then what will happen is you will bring meaning to that pain. When you realize that you can serve other people with this pain, when you can have empathy and compassion for people who have been through similar things but don't have the resources or the uh, grace to be able to hear the sound of these words, to be able to heal that process for themselves, then you can be the light to people who are in that darkness. So if you're still in the process of forgiving someone, if you're still in the process of cutting that cord, then harvest the gift and recognize that when you serve other people, when you cut that cord, when you forgive, you tap into the gift of that pain and the gift of the pain is nothing short of healing yourself and healing the world. And so on some level, I don't know why this happened to you, but I know for sure is no matter what's happened to you, your spirit is resilient, your spirit is powerful, and that you, there's an essence, there's a part of you that is untouched and unwounded and unhurt by what's happened to you in the past. So you have an opportunity here to find the gift in the pain and turn that gift into service. This has been a very direct conversation. Um, I invite you to listen to this podcast or this video a few times over to really pick up what I'm saying to you a couple times in a row. This is also a really incredible uh, piece of content to send to people who are in pain right now. And just know that there's no arrival point. There's no perfection in getting this right. And that the pain of the past is your work now. And when you can go through these steps and you can work on forgiveness, you can work on figuring out what the gift is and you can serve other people, you feel a little bit better every single day. And the highs will be higher and the lows will be higher too. So I hope that this podcast served you today. My, my deep intention here is to really communicate direct truth to you that may not be politically correct. It may not be sugarcoated, but my deep wish is that you hear this and that this message can help you heal from the past because no matter what you've been through, there is a part of you that is stronger than any pain of the past. My greatest wish as always is that you get out there, take action and make it real. We'll see you soon. Hey, it's Mastin. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. And before we wrap up, if you found value in this, one of the best ways to get this trauma-informed information to the world 
if that's something that you want to do and to be a part of spreading the word, I would be so very grateful if you could leave a review on Apple or Spotify podcasts so that uh, you can review this. And hopefully it's a good review, but please leave an honest review. And especially if you want to leave a five-star review, I would be super stoked on that. But of course, just make it honest. But my goal is to share more trauma-informed information with the world. And I need your help to spread this information and reviews matter. So if you feel called to do that, would very much appreciate it. If you got value from this episode and from this podcast, we very much appreciate it. And uh, thank you so much for hearing me out. And if you feel called, please leave a review on Apple or Spotify, and we'll see you in the next episode.